It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, it's Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous. The accent, by the way, is French. If it's the first time joining the show, that's where I'm from. Let's start the show with a question for you. That's for the people in relationships and mostly married people. So, but take a listen. Has your relationship gotten easier or more challenging as you've been together? I repeat, has your relationship gotten easier or more challenging as you've been together? And I actually posted that very question on my social media at Rendezvous Radio, and here are the results of your vote. 53% of you said easier, and 47% of you said more challenging. Wow, that's pretty close. I've never been married, so I rely on, on the stats that you've given me. So thank you for voting massively to my question. Uh, any question, though, about your relationship here and now, call me, 855-905-8255. Eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. Alena, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Alena. So you have a love story you said you wanted to share on air. I do. My husband um, just took me to this uh, our our place, like this Thai restaurant, mm-hmm. and um, he brought my friends in. Who, uh, well, our very first Valentine's Day, he was working this crazy job like three hours away, and he was like, "I'm so sorry." that I can't be there, but I'm going to have your friends take you out instead. And so my friends took me to this little Thai place, and um, and he was there, sitting there. He had just driven the three hours to take me to dinner, and it was such a sweet, amazing restaurant. I mean, it's really simple, but really amazing. Mm-hmm. And then when the date was over, he got back in the car and drove three hours back to work didn't get to sleep and then worked a whole next day, like a 14 hour day in a row again, just so that I wouldn't be alone on our first Valentine's day. And now we go there, you know, a couple times a year and we've been married 16 years and it just, we walk in that place and it just makes me so grateful. I I understand. What a beautiful thing to do. What a tradition. Right. It just made me feel so special and important and, you know, he's not like a super flamboyantly romantic guy, but I wouldn't trade that for the world, you know? <laughs> Listen, I hope somebody speaks of me the way you speak of him. That's, that's pretty good. So I, I, I would settle <laughs> for that too. The way you speak with, about him with so much love and, and respect and high regards. I, I love that, Lena. So thank you so much for sharing that story. Thank you very much and have a good night. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm I'm laughing because I just got an Instagram DM. Somebody needs my help because their partner moved in. And then, just stay with me. You're not going to believe this story. You have a question for me and you just can't call me right now. Just send me an Instagram DM at Rendezvous Radio with your question. Trisha, what is going on with Derek and his new girlfriend? Derek says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Derek. My girlfriend just moved into my house, and it turns out she's a crazy decorator. There are candles and sparkly, girly things everywhere. Over Christmas, my house looked like the North Pole, and now she's talking about decorating for Valentine's Day. It's to the point where even my friends are making fun of me about it. How do I tell her that enough is enough without hurting her feelings? Derek, thanks for the uh, DM. It's a good question. Your partner you know, moves in your house, goes crazy, wants to decorate it all the time. How do you tell your partner enough is enough without hurting their feelings? That's next. How would you feel, I got to know, how would you feel if 
you know, you just got your new partner to move in into your house, and your new partner becomes a crazy decorator, and then there's candles, and then she puts girly things everywhere, just like in this email Derek sent me, and now his girlfriend who moved in wants to be decorating for Valentine's Day. And it's so crazy in the house that even his friend's saying it's just out of control. How do you tell your partner enough is enough without hurting your feelings? I would say, listen, honey, I love some of you exotic decoration move, but I think for both of us living here, we have to get both of us approval before we change things around here, right? So if I want to move and change something, I, I'll ask you. And if you want to change something, just ask me. And if we don't agree, we just don't change anything. We just stay as is. Like this, no one gets like crazy and no one gets, you know, offended. 50-50. That's what I would say to her, Derek. So I hope that helps you. And if you have any other questions outside of decoration, call me. 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me about your relationship, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Anne-Marie. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. What is going on with you tonight? So it takes my boyfriend multiple days to get back to me. Sometimes I'll ask him, hey, what are you doing Friday? Or how are you feeling? And I see he's like, on Instagram and active. So it shouldn't take him that long to get back to me, should it? So that's it. I like that. So, when you, so how long does it take back to, to, to answer your questions? Sometimes two days, sometimes three days. Is that something new or is that something lately or is that just from the beginning? The last month or so. Since it's oh, cold. okay. There's a passive aggressive move. Why do you think he's just being so um, distant with you? I don't know. I, I, I keep asking him how he's doing and I feel like he shouldn't be doing that, but I don't want to call him out on it. I, I feel like that would be really aggressive. I don't know what to do. What happened a month ago, do you think? Well, it was New Year's. Mm-hmm. We went out. Uh, I was drunk. I, that was it. And then it when... Tell me, it was fun for you, but do you think he was upset that you got uh, drunk? Maybe. That could be it. I mean, mm-hmm. he was drunk, too. I, I was very drunk. You, it was okay. New Year's. Isn't everybody drunk on New Year's? No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> not <laughs> sorry. So, so but because I think it's what happened a month ago. That explains what's happening now, right? So when somebody is passive-aggressive, you've got to go back to the root of why he is or she is and then figure it out, you know, to appease the situation. So my advice to you really is, you know, have a conversation about what really happened a month ago. Is he maybe still mad at you? Maybe you said things, done things. Maybe he said things too. So why don't you guys have a talk about the root of that? And hopefully he's going to, you know, talk things out together if he doesn't, what I would do if I were you is, you know, put him a little distance and also just not, you know, reach out first and wait for him to come and reach out to you first. That sounds like a good idea. I'll I'll definitely ask him and say, hey, was there something I did for New Year's? Yes, exactly, because I think you know that you did. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I'm not judging, but I think it'd be great for, you know, anyone to, uh, to always address the root of passive aggressiveness. It's important, okay? Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Anne-Marie. Thank you so much, and have a good evening. Thanks, you too. So what do you think are the signs your partner is actually acting in a passive-aggressive way? Let's talk about that next. Say you're in a long-term relationship, maybe you're married, maybe you know, you've been together for a long time, and 
you know, you realize that there's some passive aggressiveness going on. Passive aggressive means that it's not something we say. It's an unspoken. It's basically we make a partner pay for something they've done to us. Sometimes could go back to a month, six months, a year, sometimes for a long time. And we do little things. It's little. It's like the death by a thousand cuts. It's little things that are not brutal. It's usually not yelling. It's, it's just like it's the little hurt. Tack, tack, tack. And it never ends. Why? Because instead of saying uh, what we want to say, we are acting passive-aggressive. Basically, we do everything we can without saying it to make a partner feels bad. So what can we do if that happens? I'll tell you that next. Say you're in a relationship and you realize your partner is you know, acting in a passive-aggressive way, meaning your partner is like kind of making you feel bad for little things over and over and you don't understand why because it's not about now, but it's about a long time ago. What you need to do is offer to listen and for your partner to be heard about what happened, what hurts their feelings whenever that was. And not interrupt, just listen carefully because the only healthy way to stop a passive-aggressive partner is to hear the partner and to let them say what happened. That's the best way I know how to deal with this. A conversation where you mostly listen, maybe you apologize, and you move on. And then your partner usually apologizes too for being passive-aggressive. Constructive conversation. That's one of the secrets I've learned from mastering this one. It works greatly. Open the conversation at the right time, usually after a good meal. Now, if you have a question for me now, don't wait. Call me, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me about your relationship, call the rendezvous. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Susanna. Bonjour, comment ça va? Ooh, ça va bien, merci. I'm good. Thank you so much. Uh, how can I help you tonight? So the guy that I'm dating now, he is kind of like a beefcake. He's got muscles that are, you know, really sexy to me. Okay. Um, but he's a total show off. Like he's always flexing his muscles for people. And like, he doesn't care if people like touch him or grab on his muscles. And when like a girl does it, like one of my girlfriends, I get really jealous, even though I know there's nothing going on. He's like, they're doing it in front of me. There's there. I know there's nothing going on, but I can't help feeling jealous. So I don't know, like if I should say something to him, if I should say something to my girlfriend, well, what should I do? Okay, so um, let's reverse the situation, Susanna. What do you think? Let's say you know, for some, let's say you, you know, you feel you're in your top shape, or you you do a lot of yoga, whatever you do, and you would let uh, your boyfriend, uh, guy friend, uh, touch your muscles, touch your legs, touch your arm, touch whatever. Do you think your boyfriend would be okay if uh, you would let uh, one of his guy friends touch you like that? Um. No, he probably wouldn't be. He wouldn't be for sure. I, I'm a guy I can tell no. you. So why don't you tell him, listen, all this has to stop. It's like, you know, there's an old rule. You can watch, but you can't touch. That is the rule for all of us. Yes, we can watch. We can say, oh, you're looking great. This is fine. But we can't touch. That just that can't happen. So, Susanna, you got to talk to your boyfriend and make the point I just made. Listen, I don't want my girlfriends to touch you. Stop flexing all your muscles for them. Flex it for me. And if you do for them, I'm not going to let that happen anymore. And then you tell your girlfriend the same. Said, girl, don't touch my boyfriend anymore. That is disrespectful to me. What if I touch your boyfriend? Yeah. I mean, if it, if it was me, Susanna, and a guy touched my girlfriend, 
it's going down. Okay, down. <laughs> yeah. So I would, uh, but first have a talk. Uh, he'll understand. I mean, I think it's very, you know, important to explain it like I did with you. Yeah, I think that's good advice. All right, good. So let's let's put an end to all that shenanigans. That has to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no more shenanigans. Please, no more. No mas. Perfect. All right, Susanna, thank you for your call and uh, talk to your man and have a good night. Merci. Merci à toi et bonsoir. Bonsoir. By the way, a friend just asked me that question. Should you marry someone if there is love but no passion? And that's a good question. And that is coming up next on The Rendezvous. So a friend asked me, should you marry someone if there is love but no passion? And interestingly enough, you know, a lot of you call the shows and, and are now part of my podcast. And I had a person who kind of described that situation. So I'm not going to answer that one tonight. I'm going to invite you to listen to my podcast because I think that better than my answer, when Mora, who called and was part of the podcast, talked about it, I think she did a compelling argument. I'm not going to tell you what's the answer. Go check out my podcast, La Confession, on my website, therendezvousshow.com. Thank you so much for listening to me tonight. Thank you very, very much, and have a good night. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.